12, please. Verses 12 to 21. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who was a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just... uh, are uh, just amazed that you would give us another day on this earth. That not only you give us another breath of life day, but you give us a beautiful day. Supposed to reach the 60s, where just a few days ago it was cold, and a couple weeks ago it was a major, major storm. Father, use the things that happened physically in this world the last couple weeks to reflect the inner parts of each of us here today, where we are with you. And regardless, Lord, of the sin in our lives, where we've come from, we know that you are a God of rebuilding and restoration. And Lord, I just pray today that you would just pour out your Holy Spirit on uh, this message, that it would touch all our hearts and that we would be better than when we came in here today because we have been with Jesus. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since uh, my wife and I have been here because of the storm. And we're right in the Atlantic Highlands and Highlands area. And I've been teaching at a wonderful school on a hill uh, for 38 years. And a lot of the uh, children, a lot of the adults... When I first started teaching 38 years ago, those young kids were 13, 14, 15, and 16 years old. 
38 years later, now they're in their early 50s. Some of them I have not seen for 38 years. But through adversity, diamonds are born. Through pressure, you see heroes made. And I saw a lot of heroes in the past two weeks, right down in a little seashore town called Highlands, New Jersey, which had eight feet of water through the town. Eight feet of water through the town. Just picture that. Eight feet through the main streets. There were boats going down the main streets of this town. Kids that in period two or in my phys, phys ed class were being evacuated to shelters, to other places. But boy, what neat things have taken place over the past two weeks. And like Pastor Joe said, you've been an integral part of that with your prayers and also with a donation that this church has given to people who have flesh and blood that have smiles and tears and hardships and aches like you and me. So today we want to go through parts of Romans chapter 5, but also show you some things to tie together with those scriptures. The title of the message today is Adam Bomb and Jesus Reign. When an atom bomb falls or a nuclear bomb, one of the things that takes place is you see this mushroom cloud. And when it gets up into the atmosphere, the radioactivity causes a thing called black rain that comes down. So when people see an atom bomb, it's devastation, it's destruction, it's death. When Hurricane Sandy hit, thank God there wasn't a lot of, there might have just been a, a handful of people I shouldn't even say that. One person is too many. There's about 30 people that died in the shore area from Keyport all the way up to Seabright Strip to Long Branch in that area. One's too many to die. But there, were, there could have been so many more fatalities. Right now in Highlands alone, there's 1,400 people without a home. 1,400. There are kids in our school that will be going to like Middletown families and having to come to Henry Hudson when school opens and, and the school is not open yet. It's, it's indefinite. The Red Cross is using the gym for a shelter and uh, you need to keep that in prayer because in two weeks from Monday my basketball season starts. We need that gym. <laughs> One of the things in adversity though is whenever there's adversity throughout history, Jesus reigns. Jesus shines in the darkness. And he hasn't changed yesterday, today, or forever. He's going to be the same. But we saw him and we see him every day through what's going on just down in Highlands. And I know he's in Keyport and he's all the way down the East Coast. He's everywhere because he cares about people. He cares about you and me, no matter what we're going through today with the storms in our life. It does not matter. He cares. He wants to rebuild. And as long as we have another day on this earth, we can take advantage of his station. We can go to him and he can rebuild us from the inside out. <clears throat> this picture is a picture of a boat in Atlantic Highlands. There's hundreds of boats like this. This is, of course, easily to see that it's out of the water. It's up on uh, one of the docks. There's boats this size that are throughout the streets of Atlantic Highlands and Highlands. They're in the streets. They floated from the harbors into the street. 
This is one of the insides of a home that had that six to eight feet of water. Just a home that people were comfortable in. They were eating and they were watching TV and they were having their friends over. Just like you will do today or tomorrow you did yesterday. This is the town of Highlands. The town of Highlands right here. This is Highlands. This is the Highlands Bridge. This is the Seabright Strip that goes all the way down to Atlantic City and further. Okay, this is the Atlantic Ocean right here. This is Seabright. This is all wiped out. Just got word today they probably won't even rebuild. All the businesses are going to go elsewhere. This is our town. I teach up here on this hill. There's a hill up here. There's twin lights. We're behind here. But this is the area here of Highlands. And it goes around this way, down this way to Keyport, all the way up here. But here's Highlands. Eight feet of water. Boats coming up on the shore, on the street. This is another view of the same thing, but here's Highlands now. Before I was showing you the Seabright Strip down this way, here's Highlands, and it goes this way. Our, the place right now where Pastor Joe just mentioned is right about here. This is where the uh, Jesus Fellowship Calvary Chapel is. Bruce Kozman, who I met Bruce when he was Fellowship of Christian Athletes, director, almost 30 years ago. That's when I met him. And then he went out to Calvary Chapel Bible College, and he's been a pastor in different areas. But the last year, God moved him right down there because God knew a storm was coming. He puts his people, like you and me, in the right place at the right time to do the right thing to the people who are doing the wrong things so they can see Jesus in us and have another opportunity to receive Christ. And that's how our God works. Another boat yard, you can just see the boats crashed up on each other here. Uh, this is actually right in the neighborhood. And there was a boat that was coming down, eight feet of water, six to eight feet of water. There was a man in a, a, a split house. He was up on the second deck, worried because this water from the Atlantic Ocean and the Raritan Bay was coming into his, down his street, a trailer park coming down the trailer park. He could see it coming. And he was on the second level because the first level already was flooded. And he said, oh, there's a rescue boat coming for me. So he started getting his stuff up to the second level so he could get in the boat. But as he kept looking, he saw that it was a ghost boat. There was nobody in there driving. It was just floating. And it was a hope that he was putting in this boat to be rescued. You and I have a miracle happen in every time we open up the Word of God. Jesus is the truth. We're getting words of life here. The basic instructions before leaving earth are right here. We don't have to be worried about these false religions that are going on there like that ghost boast. There's lessons in this thing that happened this last two weeks. There's lessons in the things that are going in your life that have nothing to do with Hurricane Sandy. This is another uh, picture. This looks very similar to the trailer park uh, that you walk through where there's uh, about 50 trailers. All trash boats came out of the harbor, crashed into the trailers. 
There's only four families out of the 50 or 60 that live there that are still there, but they have to be out by December, uh, November 25th. They're just going to bulldoze the whole area. The area is known as Paradise Park. This particular uh, home says on it, bye-bye paradise right here. And over here, it was nice while it lasted. That's one of the homes. One of the homes of some of the kids that either I have now or that are adults who have children. Check this out. It looks like you took a bunch of toys from your kids and just threw them in the closet. Look how they're just piled up. That's not a harbor. That's all boats that got out of the water that just smashed into each other. Here's a boat that you can see came out of the harbor. Now, that's not a river that's supposed to be there. These boats came right out of this and smashed right into that house. Talk about foundations. We're here today to continue to build on the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. When storms come, you find out how strong your foundation is. The things that you're going through right now, that I'm going through right now, whether it be physical, spiritual, financial, whatever it may be, whatever that storm is, it's showing you how strong your foundation is. Now, this particular house, its foundation is not very strong. A lot of us have been where that house is right now, spiritually speaking. A lot of us might be there right now. Here's another home with a poor foundation. Beautiful home, right on the ocean. Million dollar home. But look at its foundation. It wasn't sturdy, wasn't strong. Ah, but here's a home, huh? Look how solid that rock is. And our rock made that rock. Jesus Christ is our foundation. Are we built on him solid that no matter what comes into our life, we can take it because of Jesus Christ bringing us through that. Let's look at verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. There was a tree of knowledge in good and evil in the Garden of Eden, and that was there as a free will put there by Jesus Christ to test man, to see if he was willing to follow God's formula or he was going to rely on his own knowledge and go his own way. Well, we know what happened. But it also says in the scriptures that just as we were born in the image of man, made from dust like Adam, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, Jesus Christ. Now, we know the whole world is not fulfilling that scripture. At one time, if you're a born again believer here today, you were that first part. You were just made in the image of Adam, made out of the dust of the earth. It wasn't until you had an encounter with the risen Christ that you became the bearer of the image of the heavenly man. And you know what's so awesome? The two week, we've missed so many of you here the last two weeks. But you know what's cool? When you're down in an adverse situation like Highlands, 
Other born-again believers who have the same Holy Spirit that you're carrying with you right now is that identity like this. There were people from Virginia there yesterday. It was like they were here. You know what I mean? That Like you knew them for years or your whole lifetime. Because the unity in the Spirit is just one. It's one. We're, we're one mindset with God. It says that in 1 Corinthians, it also says that for since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. In James, it talks about when a desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. We know that through Adam, death came. How do we know that? Drive by a cemetery. Since the creation of the world, man has died. For every person born, every person has died. That is a result of death, of sin that caused death. And we can't blame Adam, can we? Because if it wasn't Adam, I would have blown it. You would have blown it. But that death has been passed down all the way through the genes of man. You can't even uh, let it go when the priest in the Old Testament, the rabbis, they were also sinners. Even the genes they inherited from Adam. Didn't matter if they were Levi genes. <laughs> they were still sinners like you and me. It didn't matter the office. Jesus is still on the throne. I know there's a lot of people concerned with what just happened in the elections, but understand that whoever won, neither one was a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. Think of Nebuchadnezzar. Think of Daniel and Joseph and all the uh, bad rulers that they had throughout history. But yet God used men and women who had hearts after him in those adverse situations. Because saints and heroes and lights come out of adverse and dark situations throughout history. Why should it change while we're on this earth? That world is in trouble out there. The trailer park that I showed you. Remember the one that said paradise, it was nice while it lasted? Highlands is one of the number one areas of pornography on the East Coast. The chief of police was telling me that. When the storm hit, they used to have parties out on Paradise Park when there was flooding in other parts of the town because this area could never be flooded. They ne it was never flooded. Now, there's been four, five, six inches other northeasters have gotten, hit the town. Never as bad as this one. But they would go and party on Paradise Park while the town was being flooded, they were safe. I don't know if you remember the Titanic, that God, not even God could sink the Titanic. Wrong. <laughs> Paradise Park is trash now. The same area they thought could never flood, but here's something. When the floodwaters came in to wash out the trailers, and a, a kid that used to play basketball for me now is 45 years old, who I haven't seen in 30 years. He was telling me he's in one of the trailers, trailer number four. And he was there when the storm came in. And he said the water, once it got inside the trailer, 
If it came through a window, through a crack, through a door, it would just blow out the size of the trailer because of the force of the water. It would just explode. Well, one of the things that the water did, it washed out a lot of the interior of the trailer. Besides refrigerators and chairs and dining tables, washed out the TVs, washed out records, washed out uh, DVDs, VHS tapes. There were hundreds and hundreds of VHS tapes floating in the water that were porn pornography. So here God washes out the trailers, but I know something too, that he's trying to get the attention of some of the people who aren't following him to wash out their souls. It's important. And now they're seeing downtown these same people that I've known for a long time. They're coming to the church. They're getting fed. They're getting clothes. They're getting boots. They're getting everything they need to get their lives back and restored again. Some are coming to the church. They came to the church last Sunday. Some are getting reading material. So what is God doing in the lives of those people who are devastated, spiritually speaking, before the storm ever came? What's going on? What is God using to try to get the attention? We don't know if he's coming back tomorrow. We don't know if it's over for us tomorrow. He's trying to get in touch with the people he loves because he so loved Jamesburg. He so loved Highlands. He so loved Atlantic City that he sent his only son, right? That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. This is true today as it was yesterday. Now, the thing is, I agree. He's trying to wake people up. But, there, you know, there's a lot of believers that are hurting, right? There's a lot of people that are in love with Jesus Christ that lost everything. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. How, well, how much are you and I willing to go through for the glory of Jesus Christ? How much? A lot of times, it's, you find that out when? When you're tested, right? When you go through a hard thing. We've all been tested. I know a lot of you in here, we've gone through some difficult things. Some individually, some with your family, some of us together in this church. But you know what? We're here today. Amen. We're stronger than we were last time. We hit adversity. And guess what else happens? We start helping other people, don't we? We have another a heart of compassion because we've been through it. And now we can cry when somebody else is crying. We can reach out and help someone when they're hurting. Adam and Jesus had some things in common. One of the things they had in common, they didn't have an earthly father. Adam, though, brought in sin and death. Jesus brought in holiness and life. He's the second Adam. The second Adam. If you look at Romans 5.18, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Talk about free gifts. It's like it's a, 
I know Pastor Joe with his police work and a lot of you have helped in other areas when there's been disaster, when we had disaster right here with Jamesburg a year ago with the flooding and everything. This church became a side of a hill that's in Israel that was used by Jesus years ago with the multiplication of the bread and the fish. It happened here. It's happening on the shore right now. People are coming. They're lining up for food. No sooner is the food gone, more food is just coming in from all different places. We're down on the street. A guy stops. He comes out. He goes, here. I go, what is it? He goes, it's steaks. There's a tray this big. I look over. It's two layers of steaks all the way. Like we just started cooking on the grill. I go, hey, guys, you want a hamburger, a hot dog, or a steak? So they've been coming two or three days now, right? So they're going like this, the same stick. You want a hamburger or a hot dog? And they go, I'll have a hot dog today. I'll have a hamburger today. You want a hamburger, a hot dog, or a steak? They're like this, and their, their neck, they hurt their neck. They think I'm kidding around with them. I don't know why they think that I'm kidding with them. But they had steaks. Another guy, another day, just brings us some barbecue ribs. Some of these people are eating better than they were before the storm. <laughs> Amen. So God does things better to get people's attention. In the midst of a storm, there's life. Remember, he's a resurrected Savior. He's in the business of resurrecting people from death. And we're serving dead people every day. Spiritually dead people. But God's doing a work. He's getting their attention. He's planting a seed. Amen. Absolutely. Now, in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verses 46 and 40 to 48, you do not have to turn it. It says, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also, also are those who are heavenly. Now, do you catch it? It was a spiritual first. I'm, I'm sorry. It was a natural first and then the spiritual. I love that verse or the saying, not a verse. You've got to catch the fish before you clean them. God right now is, is catching some fish. You know, he's bringing them in. And, and they're getting a lot of love by the people in town. And they can't believe it. One lady came up a few days ago and said, I can't believe every day you people are here helping us. I've never seen anything like this. God bless you. What can we do? And we say, well, just pray for us. And then we'll, then we'll say, hey, tomorrow, meaning today, there's an 11 o'clock service till 10 of 12. And then we're going to have lunch for everybody. So we're seeing those people drifting into the, the Aryan church and stuff. It's, it's awesome what God is doing. 1 Corinthians 15 also says, And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. I look out here today, and in the years that we've known you people, we see the reflection of Jesus Christ. Some of you here, are on hold. You're like uh, that Seabright Strip. You're somewhere there and there's a storm coming. 
There's something that's going to come and hit you, but you're not getting ready for it. See, the people in Paradise Park didn't think that uh, that storm was going to hit them because all the years in the past when there's flooding, they never got out. The place never flooded. See? They weren't ready when the storm came. Well, you can ask all the dear saints in here that have gray hair. Do storms, and there's one of them calling in right now. <laughs> you ask that person on the phone if he's ever been in a storm. Has he ever been in a storm? Right, the older people in here? There's always going to be storms in life. It's only in heaven when we're going to be back in paradise. Paradise is not a park. Paradise is where Jesus reigns 24-7, 365 on the throne. And in our lives, that's where he should be every day. But this world does not know the living reality of that risen Savior. We're going to show you a uh, little clip that was put together to a casting crown song. So just let it minister to you and then we'll wrap up.
God's word says that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus comes that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The last verse of the reading today, verse 21. I just want to, well, I'm going to read it and then wrap it up with that thought on this one. The last verse, last two verses. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. And that is so true. It happened, like I said, a year ago here in this community. It's happening right now that where devastation is, there's a lot more grace being poured out. There's a lot more mercy. There's a lot more love. There's a lot more things taking place. And in verse 21, it says, So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Adam bombed. He failed. Just like you and I, we bombed. But Jesus reigns. The fallout is a result of Adam's sin and your sin and mine. It's not the fallout that comes as a result of an atomic or a nuclear bomb. Because that fallout results in cancer and death with that, the rain that comes down, the black rain. But what we're talking about through this adversity and storm through the Adam and the Vinnie bomb and your bomb, put your name right in front of the bomb, is Jesus reigns. Jesus falls down on us to show his grace and mercy in our time of need. As we close in prayer, I want you to think of Hebrews 4.16 where it says, to come boldly to the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What do you need? What do you need? I saw a lot of physical things being taken away from people, but I also saw a truck from Maryland come yesterday with beds and bedposts. So people are getting brand new beds and bedposts. What do you need? Some people are wearing boots and shoes that they couldn't afford before the storm. What do you need? From a spiritual point of view, how are you doing? How am I doing? With everything that's going on in the world, how are you doing spiritually? Do you take advantage of prayer? Do you take advantage of someone putting their hands on you and just praying for you? Or are you too full of pride to ask for prayer for things that are going on in your life? Well, the past two weeks, we've seen hundreds of people. They don't have any of that false pride anymore. They'll come up and say, do you have toiletries? Do you have toilet paper? you have toothbrushes, razors? Can I have some blankets? Can I have pillows? Can I have a place to stay? How are you doing spiritually, everybody? Is this just a routine to come here once a week or twice a week? And, uh, okay... Did my church thing. I can check that off. Or are you really seriously... We had veterans stand up that were in different wars and served. Well, I should be looking right now at the greatest army 
in the universe, the army of Jesus Christ. And whether you're a private or a general, doesn't matter. We need every single one of you in the fight because we believe that it's going to get tougher and tougher in this world. But our God wins. We're winners in Jesus Christ. So we need to plug in and not be brushed off in the side. Are you willing to do that with what God is showing you in just the last couple weeks? Are you willing to make another step, make another commitment? Heather invited the ladies to go to the women's breakfast for Christmas to Highlands. I encourage you to do that. Get out of your comfort zone. Drive 45 minutes and be blessed with the lady you're going to sit across. Because you know what? God has put in a lady right there for you right now. He's setting that all up. And I'll tell you right now, the greatest times in my life in seeing Jesus Christ at work in my life and others has been during the most devastating and hardest times. Whether it's at a, someone dying and being at their bed or through these kinds of things. That's where you see Jesus Christ taking a hold of you and using you and you being so grateful and proud of being a son and daughter of the King. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are and how we do praise you in the storm. And Lord, I just want to lift up right now if there's any person here who has not committed their life to you, Lord. I know they realize they're a, a sinner because you tell us that in your word. All of us know that we've fallen short and done things that we shouldn't do. We've missed the mark. And if there's anybody here today that never has made that first-time commitment to Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to just stand where you are. Just stand up. And we're going to pray for you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior.